Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. Fascinating conversation, right? Uh, you, you get a perception of lobbyists. You get a, a certain understanding of what it is they do for a living uh, via television programs and movies. Uh, I, I think every once in a while it's important uh, to, to maybe chat with one and understand what it is they do. Not, not just uh, a, a lobbyist, but uh, you know, if you get a certain impression of a, a certain field, uh, sometimes step back and ask yourself if the the perception that you have is is accurate or not. Anyway, uh, that'll be a theme on this program over the the years. We'll uh, we'll try to uh, break down some of those perceptions. I want to have a real quick conversation uh, with fill-in producer Sage uh, Miller joining me right now. Uh, Sage, someone knocked on your door the other day. What were they after? Oh, they're after taking the count in the census, trying to figure out who the heck is in Utah. Yeah. Uh, wh- what were you asked? Uh, I was asked like they knocked on my door and they asked if. Uh, like, uh, who lived here? And I said, I already filled out the census. I recently just moved. And so they were actually looking for the individual who resided in my apartment uh, a few weeks prior before I moved in there. And so they were asking me just basic questions like, do you know who lived in here? Did he live alone? Was he single? Do you know his age? Do you know his name? Do you know if he still lives in Utah? Just pretty basic questions about where, like, where this man could possibly be. Yeah. Uh, well, well, very good. Uh, and you, you had filled your census out already? Yes, I already All filled right. out my census. So. Very good citizen. Good for you. Outstanding. Uh, thank you, Sage. And, and great job on the program today. We're, uh, uh, we're hitting all the bases. Uh, so the, the story we're going to cover here is uh, pretty much a sprint to the finish right now. Uh, the, the Trump administration has set a deadline of September 30th for the collection of census data around the, the country. And you know, you know about the census. Every 10 years, you know, we got to take an accounting of all uh, people living here in this country. That's how we figure out uh, how many members of Congress ought to represent each state and uh, other things like that when it comes to money handed down to help social services and such like that. Uh, it's, a, it's a remarkable undertaking. And it's an important one. And uh, right now, here in the state of the state of Utah, we are about two thirds the way there. So, to help get an understanding of uh, how efforts have gone so far and what work has yet needed to be done, we have on the line Mallory Bateman, State Data Center Coordinator and Senior Research Analyst at the Kemsey Gardner Policy Institute. Mallory, uh, thanks for joining us on the program today. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Let me ask you this. How does the, how does the Gardner Institute uh, get mixed up in the census? What are your duties? <laughs> so um, the State Data Center is a partnership program between the Census Bureau and all 50 states. So that's kind of how we have been involved. 
Um, and we've been providing some technical background assistance, kind of watching all the operations, letting the state know what's going on, and kind of monitoring the numbers as they've come in. And uh, the state has moved into a, a new phase of operations. There's a lot of door knocking going on. I myself have uh, encountered a number of census takers uh, at uh, various farm markets and uh, festivals as those start to uh, kind of come back into vogue. Uh, w- w- what is going on right now, and can you make the deadline? Yeah, so the one important thing to note, as you mentioned earlier, is that the census is a federal undertaking. So all those people out knocking doors are actually federal employees. Um, and you know, getting that September 30th um, deadline was a bit of a change. Uh, that came a couple weeks ago, and prior to that, we thought we had until Halloween. Mm-hmm. So um, it'll be a challenge. Parts of Utah, you know, our more rural areas didn't get invita- uh, excuse me, invited to respond um, until mid-May because of COVID-19. Um, they, were, they got something delivered to their door. Um, and so there's parts of the state that are doing really well, kind of northern Utah, the Wasatch Front, um, kind of down down south Washington and Iron counties, but then the rest of the state is lagging behind a little. And so hopefully people will get their answers in or open the door when someone knocks. And what type of information, listen, we're, we're private people here in Utah, and when someone comes knocking mm-hmm. on your door asking for information, uh, you know, regardless of whether or not they got the census badge on there, uh, it, it's a tough thing. What can people expect if someone does knock on their door, they haven't yet filled out the census information, and questions start getting asked? Yeah, so it's like what Sage was saying earlier. It's if you own or rent a home, um, how old you are, the, the number of people in the home, and then their ages. Um, they also ask about your race and ethnicity, um, your gender, and I think there's one other question. But it's like five or six questions. People can actually go to 2020census.gov and look at the questionnaire, but it's really short. Why is it important that these people and that everyone answer uh, these questions thoroughly? Yeah, it's just important because, as you said, it's it's the basis of our appropriate our, our allocation of our federal representatives, as well as everything in the state. You know, we've had a lot of growth, and so some of those state offices are going to have their boundaries changed. Um, it helps the state and the federal government figure out how to allocate a bunch of money, billions and billions of dollars. And then it's also useful just so that we can have an idea of who lives here, how we can plan for the future, and how we can, you know, best serve them moving forward. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a competitive guy, uh, and I imagine, I imagine that, uh, that there, is, there are state numbers, and as you look at progress thus far uh, from your position at the state data center, are you able to compare uh, the progress of the state to other, other states right now? I am. I'm pulling it up. I think yesterday we were at 13th. We have been in the top 10 for the first couple of weeks or months maybe, um, and it looks like, oh, we've moved up to 12th. So Outstanding. we're making progress, so we can get back in the top ten. If we if we win, do we get an extra congressman, or what? Uh, what goes to the the first place position? The first place is just the satisfaction that you took a couple minutes to make your impact on Utah's future. Do, do you have that list in front of you? Would you read us down the the, the top yes. ten? Let's see if we can put, if we can spot a trend. <laughs> okay, so number one is Minnesota, and I'll let you know they're normally number one. Uh, Wisconsin is two, Washington is three, Nebraska is four, Michigan is five, Iowa is also tied for five, uh, Illinois is seven. Uh, I, we have a little bit of geographic outlier here. We've got Virginia. And then I, I hate to break it to us, but Idaho is number nine. Ooh. I know that I'm personally pretty competitive with Idaho. So <laughs> we got to get moving. 
We're close, though. They're at 68%, and we're at 67.7. So well, it's pretty close. reach, for sure. Yeah. We can get those spud heads. Uh, <laughs> you, you said, you, did you say Minnesota is, is historically in first place? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, why is that? Is there something well. special about Minnesota? Why do they do so well? I don't know. I So I'm kind of newer to the census system, but I have come in with just this folklore around Minnesota. So I'm not sure <laughs> what they've got going on, but... Um, it was imprinted on me that that they are they're typically the leaders in this. So fascinating, fascinating. Yeah. All right, well, uh, it's our duty then as Utahns to 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 climb to climb the list. Let's uh, increase our percentages. So, uh, folks, listen. If someone knocks on your door, they have some questions for you. Uh, don't be bashful. Uh, answer. They're not going to implant a chip, or it's not going to uh, start some sort of surveillance. It is having to do with your federal representation. Okay, so please answer uh, if for no other reason than to beat these other states. You want Minnesota beating you? Come on. <laughs> Uh, listen, uh, Mallory, thank you so much uh, for your time and your expertise and your work on this. It really uh, does equate to, to representation and fairness and, uh, and a lot of resources here in the state, getting those numbers right. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. All righty. Uh, we're going to take a break here, and after the newscast, we are going to uh, take a walk down memory lane. Remember having a sleepover at your friend's house when you were in junior high, maybe younger? Remember renting a movie from Blockbuster? Well, you've probably heard this story. There is a, a Blockbuster right now that's been transformed into a living room. And via Airbnb, you can get yourself a night there to have a slumber party watching movies with your friends rented from Blockbuster. Sounds beautiful. I want it. We're going to talk about it next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.